0: going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. The Kansas City Chiefs are back at the pinnacle of the NFL and standing in their way are the San Francisco 49ers. Today, we unpack all the things you need to know ahead of Super Bowl 58, like how will Taylor Swift get there and how many times will she be shown on TV? Kidding, kidding. Will the 49ers atone for their 2020 loss at the hands of the Chiefs? Can Patrick Mahomes cement himself in the GOAT conversation with a third Super Bowl ring? And how has Mr Irrelevant 2022 Brock Purdy suddenly become very, very relevant? I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Laurie Horesh is one half of ESPN's NFL brekkie show and he's over in Vegas soaking it all in. Laurie, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers are gearing up for the biggest match of the year. It's Super Bowl 58. These two teams actually played off in the 2020 edition and it didn't disappoint. The Chiefs mounted a huge comeback. They overran the 49ers right at the death. Are you expecting there to be a bit of spice in this matchup?
1: I don't think you ever expect there's a need for any extra motivation for teams that have made it to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I think listening to some of what the 49ers players said at opening night, there's definitely, say, revenge. But the memory is not that faded. It was four years ago. It was a game that they seemingly had in hand. The
0: Kansas City Chiefs have been comeback masters so far in this postseason.
1: They're down by 10. Certainly had the advantage, up with a double-digit lead late in that one. Before Patrick Mahomes and Damian Williams back then, Sammy Watkins had a big game. There are a number of contributors got them uh, back in winning position for Kansas City Chiefs to raise the Lombardi. I do think we're talking about two different teams now. It's a different quarterback. It's Brock Purdy there, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Brock Purdy who has taken this 49ers offense to a level we haven't seen before but having both of those guys in the run and the pass game what christian does in both and really what brock's done in both they've both been unbelievable and on the biggest parts of our offense brock purdy has shown more aggression more creativity more second phase playability it's yes it's revenge and yes it's you know remembering the hurt of four years ago and also it's the chip on the shoulder around brock purdy and the fact that he and, and probably some of his teammates would probably feel a little a little turned off by the fact that, you know, there's continuing narrative and a little bit of downplaying of the quality of production that he's had so early in his career, especially considering his draft pedigree. And there it is.
0: The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. We are going to get into Brock Purdy, but I want to talk about the Chiefs' defense and whether the 49ers have got what it takes to overcome it. Since that 2020 edition of the Super Bowl, the Chiefs have featured in two of the last three, including last year's win. The 49ers have gone away and added the likes of Christian McCaffrey to their list, but as I say, the Chiefs' defense has stepped it up another gear this year. Do San Fran have the means to beat the Chiefs on Super Bowl Day?
1: Certainly do, but I think the game plan for them was laid out by Baltimore when they got upset. No, they laid the game plan on what not to do. Don't get away from the running game. Baltimore had been a strong running offense, both with their tailbacks, with their running backs, and with obviously what Lamar Jackson is capable of doing with his legs. And having half a dozen running carries or rushing attempts by your running backs over the course of that game, despite the fact that it was close, was exactly not the recipe for getting after this Kansas City Chiefs defense. They defend the pass very, very well. They have talented, creative coverages. They have a talented secondary. They have a pass rush that can disrupt you if you drop back and stand there and wait as a quarterback and let the pass rush those defensive linemen get after you. You want to keep them honest. You want to stay on the front foot with the running attack. Baltimore got away from that. San Francisco with an offensive line that was perhaps more bruises than finesse blockers. And with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. And, hey, Debo Samuel getting some carries out of the backfield as well. Here's McCaffrey. Right side. Breaks a tackle. McCaffrey. Foot race. the five. Do not get away from being a balanced, rushing attack. Don't fall into the trap that the Ravens did where they started chucking the ball downfield and playing right into that Kansas City Chiefs defense and their defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo. It's not fair to say a mad scientist because he's so clever and calculated. It's not chaos and wild thoughts that he comes up with with his creative looks. It's very planned, it's very schematic, it's very clever don't play into his hands.
0: We've got to talk about the quarterback battle. You've touched on Brock Purdy, and I want to get into him second, but I want to start with Patrick Mahomes. He was touted as a huge talent from the get-go. He has been phenomenal for the Chiefs. He's a gun. We know that. But he's going for his third Super Bowl ring. Where does a win here put him in the GOAT conversation?
1: Patrick Mahomes is already in the GOAT conversation (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. He's had a Hall of Fame career within half a dozen years starting in the NFL. Mahomes backpedals to the 37. He's got time, all kinds of time, now escapes, fires it at the last second, and Kelsey caught it! The fact that we're talking about someone that has a chance to win their third Super Bowl ring, and that, yes, that does pace Tom Brady for where he was at, but then look at the individual accolades. We've talked about Patrick Holmes at various times. No one has ever been more centric, no quarterback has ever been more centric and had this much success, and been that pivotal to an offense at this stage of their career, Patrick Mahomes has. Yardage and touchdowns can be a little tough to compare 20 years down the track from when Brady was doing it because the game has changed. But he's had more all-pro first-team nods, which is the a high honor in terms of who's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's had more offensive player of the year nominations, he's had more MVPs, and he has a chance to win a third Super Bowl MVP by this time in his career as well. So it's, yes, there's the team success that puts him on track to be the greatest of all time. He's the greatest I've ever seen play the game and play the quarterback position. You feel like
0: you got a 90 90- win percentage or whatever the probabilities are but guess what not when Patrick Mahomes is on the field not when he's on the other sideline and a throw that almost nobody in the world can make or even want to attempt.
1: I don't think he needs to get to seven rings to usurp Tom Brady over the length of his career. I think once you get into the 3-4 conversation, we'll see if he does. He's only on two now. We don't <laughs> want to count anything for absolute, but he's absolutely in the GOAT conversation already. He's thrown himself in there with the Bradys and the Montanas, and the Mannings, us. We can go all the way back if we want.
0: I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it, but at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible.
1: What he has meant to that Kansas City Chiefs offense, what He has done through six years in his career has never been done before.
0: Now I want to talk Brock Purdy. He was Mr. Irrelevant in his draft year. Mr. Irrelevant 2022 with the 262nd pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Brock Purdy, a quarterback from Iowa State. How has he gotten from there to Super Bowl 58?
1: One of the big questions that's always going to surround Brock Potter is how did every team seemingly miss on him? Not, <laughs> And, you know, the 49ers, didn't, it's not like it took him early in the draft. Everybody had a chance at this guy. I think playing a, a number of years, having a longer college career than most starting quarterbacks gives you a certain amount of reps and exposes you to different adversities on the field and how to manage different scenarios. I think he does a good job playing within himself, probably a better job playing within his skill set than people expected. He certainly had a bit of a tag as, as someone who can play a little chaotically um, at the college level, but I think we see him make a lot of smart decisions. He clearly takes coaching very well. Third down, four-man rush. Purdy in some trouble, escapes, looking
0: for the first down. He's got it anymore. more. Brock Purdy with the legs inside the 30.
1: With some of the quarterbacks that have played under Kyle Shanahan, uh, particularly the 49ers, it's been seen as a bit of a safe game management do what Kyle says, do what the play designs, stick to the plan. And whilst Brock Purdy has shown long stretches of doing that, he does have the ability to be more aggressive. He's shown that propensity to throw the ball downfield from the quarterback spot, challenge the defense and to cover more blades of grass and perhaps some of his predecessors. And then, yeah, you throw in the fact that he is surrounded by a phenomenal scheme, a great offense. We mentioned Christian McCaffrey at running back already. George Kittle is possibly the best tight end in the league right now. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, uh, very, very talented weapons at wide receiver. So, yes, there's a lot of talent around him, but, again, he's done more than previous 49ers quarterbacks have beforehand, and I think short memory is a big part of it as well. Uh, that's, I think, the most special thing about Brock. I mean, just Brock is as humble of a person as I've ever been around. This is someone that does not get down. He's had some games with multiple interceptions. He's come back with stronger, grittier performances than we've seen in the playoffs. He did not have a clean start in, you know, rather slippery conditions against Green Bay and against Detroit. Once again, this is a Shanahan-led team that does not have a good record at all when trailing in the second half, and he had enough composure. He a little luck there with some of the bounces that the ball took with some of his passes, but he had enough composure to take what the defense was giving him in times. And press the aggressive buttons when needed to get San Francisco back in position to make a run at this Lombardi. I mean, I think anyone who loses a Super Bowl probably ranks that up there. So I think anytime you get that close and you lose it, the last one, that's definitely the hardest.
0: Andy Reid is the other name who's looking for a piece of history in Vegas. The Chiefs coach is looking to be the fifth coach all time to win three or more Super Bowls. How important is that relationship between him and his star quarterback to getting him on the Mount Rushmore of coaching?
1: Situation matters in the NFL. We don't, especially the quarterback spot, we don't look at these players and we shouldn't look at these players in isolation. Too often we go, hey, look, you know, look what Tom Brady did this year and look what Ben Roethlisberger did this year and look what Patrick Mahomes has done here and we treat it in isolation. But each and every quarterback has had up and down years because of what's been surrounding them. And that is, you know, really good offensive line protecting them, yes, the talented skill position, uh, weapons that might be there, but coaching, coaching, coaching.
0: Very grateful, very blessed. I understand how lucky I am to be in this team, to come into a team that was already a winning organization with a winning culture. Um, with a lot of great players, uh, Hall of Fame players and being able to just kind of jump right in. Uh, I was blessed and so I want to maximize these opportunities. I know that they don't always come. You're not going to be in every single Super Bowl um, and then I just try to go out there and play my best football and and like I said a little bit earlier make a memory that will last forever with uh, a lot of guys that work extremely hard.
1: Andy Reid, creative problem solver, one of the most heralded offensive minds that the game has ever seen his record off the bye where you have that extra bit of time is absolutely superb over the history of his career that spanned multiple franchises so the fact that andy reed is 28 and three when his team is coming off a bye week and the other team is not now both teams get the extra rest but that shows you that when andy reed is given extra amounts of time to game plan he will find the weaknesses he will know what to get after
0: yeah so the 49ers have a An offense that has a lot of talent, a lot of guys that can do a lot of things.
1: He will find a way that's been proven over his career. And he does that by, yes, finding what the weakness of the opposition is and consistently finding creative ways to put his position, his players, particularly quarterbacks, in position to succeed and come up with the right answers.
0: The last name I want to talk about is a big one. It's, of course, Taylor Swift, who literally everyone who's ever been on the internet knows he is going out with Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey, and he's planning to attend the game. So whether it's an alt-right conspiracy theory or how she's planning to get from Japan to Vegas or how much screen time she's getting, does this year's Super Bowl just feel bigger because it's been Taylor swift
1: I mean, it's funny to think, how do you think of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest sporting events, be the biggest singular sporting event annually, at least how does it possibly get bigger? How do you go from one to even higher than one? But yes, it, like let's not kid ourselves. Like I'm a football purist. I love the game. I love the X's and O's. I love draft season, you know, watching tape, all that football nerdy stuff. Absolutely love it. But you're kidding yourself if you don't think that what audience that she adds is absolutely significant. It'll be fascinating. We've seen there's been columns and articles written by a number of journalists that have looked at the rise, particularly not just in total viewership, but viewership within old women audiences, all those middle tiers that we talk about, you know, the, the 16 to 24 and the 35 to 49, all those age brackets and how significant that's been. Now we think about the international audience where you don't have as baked in an American football audience, but you do have huge Taylor Swift fans that every gender, that is every identification, that is every group and every part of all these different countries around the world, there's huge fandom. So of course, I think it's going to add to the viewership. I'll be fascinated to see the total number and then how it breaks down amongst different demographics. And I think that's really important because look, there's a lot of people out there that feel there's a need to gatekeep and and say, oh, you know, you're not really into this for football. You're into this because, you know, you're a big Taylor Swift fan. And my point is that, look, I come from this viewer's an international NFL fan that's where I started I work in media and I cover the sport and I'm lucky enough to do that but I don't come from a traditional American football background I'm someone that found the game whether it's through fantasy football or boredom or avoiding my honors thesis at university we all (laughs) find sports in different ways and I'm not going to stand here and say that you know we shouldn't be looking down on anyone that finds American football finds their way to watching a game because Taylor Swift's involved and that's who they love and that's who they're a big fan of I think it's I think it's fascinating and look I'm also a child of the 90s and I grow with posh and becks this isn't the first time we've seen something like this and i encourage and i just hope everybody you know whether you're there to catch any glimpse of taylor swift uh, or you're there to see how her boyfriend plays whatever it is i just hope you enjoy the game
0: well it's still unbelievable to think that in her first season in the nfl she has managed to make the super bowl it's impressive stuff laurie (laughs) can i in a word can i get a tip and a margin
1: give me the kansas city chiefs by six points
0: laurie Horish, thank you for your time and enjoy the super bowl
1: a pleasure thanks for having me on
0: Headlines. South Africa have once again stunned the Australian women's cricket team, this time in the ODI series. In a rain-affected match, the Aussies were set a revised target of 234, but were bowled out for 149, with Protea's veteran Marazan Cap taking three for 12.
1: Here comes Marizan Cap, bowls to Litchfield, beginning a new strap on the pad, shout for LB, she's out! Cap strikes again!
0: It's the first time the Proteas women have beaten Australia in the one-day format, and it means the series will be decided on Saturday. Everyone is catching up. Rugby Australia hosted its night of nights on Wednesday, crowning Rob Valentini the John Earls Medalist and Eva Carpani the Wallaroos Player of the Year. And Australia has claimed more medals at the World Aquatics Championships in Doha overnight. Open water swimmer Chelsea Gubeca finished second in the five-kilometre race, while synchronised divers Annabelle Smith and Madison Keeney added another silver in the three-metre springboard. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Declan Byrne. Thanks to Fox, the NFL, CBS and ESPN for the extra audio used in this episode.